The Ambitious Mum Podcast. Different women, different lives, different ambitions. I'm Kate Moore Youssef, and every week I'll be having honest conversations about ambition. I went into business on my own at 49, which then was a big thing. And then that was that's what kick-started everything. Motherhood. Well, when we're busy, and I know as a lot of you listen to mums, but take some time to listen to your body. Ask your body, why is that hurt? Why are you hurting there? And everything in between. We'll explore how their ambitions and careers have evolved while being a parent. And I'll be digging deep, acknowledging the taboos, the sacrifices, and the sheer grit and perseverance working mums don't talk about. Those of you who've got young children, when you send them off to school and you're worried about them, just say, angels, can you look after them for me? Hi, welcome back to the Ambitious Mum podcast. I'm Kate Moore Youssef. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm the person that has all the conversations with all these brilliant guests. And I have to say, I bloody love it. And this week was a really special one for me because I speak with a guest who I've actually had some personal time with. And her name is Isabel Gatherer. And Isabel is a bit of a different one. I know that I choose my guests, they're quite eclectic, but they are all under the umbrella of supporting and empowering and helping and guiding people to feel their most comfortable selves, their most authentic selves. And Isabel is most definitely one of those people. She is 100% a guider. She guides people, but she's incredibly intuitive. She talks about how she ignored her intuitiveness and how she found it again and how she works with people. Now, she does this by reading people and she tunes into their guides and she gives people readings to let them know if they're on the right path and what they can do to change their lives. Not many people have her amazing gifts. She is an energy healer. She really can see the bigger picture, many pictures that we just can't see ourselves. And she reads for people all over the world. She guides people in their business and their personal lives. And she has a a strong business background, actually, which I found fascinating. So she's harnessed her knowledge and her successful sort of business background and puts this into a lot more of a spiritual way of working now. So it's fascinating. And I ask lots of questions. I'm so open to being guided. I love talking about angels. Um, very, very receptive to learning more about spirituality. And Isabel, 100%, is one of those people that you just learn so much from. And she's not too woo-woo. So if you're not really into that, um, don't be put off because the way she talks about her gifts and how she channels and how she guides people is so down to earth that I think after this conversation, anyone can be convinced that there is something sort of greater out there and we can all tune into this guidance if we want to. So I really hope you enjoy this um, conversation and here it is. It's my chat with Isabel Gatherer. So Isabel, welcome to the Ambitious Mum podcast. So Isabel is an intuitive reader. You're now based in Cornwall. You just moved. You're in this beautiful house. You were just explaining to me now with a meadow. You're five minutes away from the sea. It sounds incredible. But this side of your life has not always been like this. And I'd love to know a little bit about what you were before you were an intuitive reader and how you came about. Is it a second chapter in your life, would you say? Yes, definitely. Probably the third chapter, actually, I would imagine. It's been quite a colourful life. I won't go into great detail, but it's been quite an incredible life, really, in one way or another. And I've always, originally, when I was a child, I wanted to be a nurse always wanted to be a nurse I was dead set on that because when I grew up in the 60s it was you went into nursing you went into being a secretary or you went into shop work that was basically in the 60s what we were expected to do anyway I always wanted to be a nurse but situation changed lots of situations happened in the meantime and I ended up being a admin assistant in a hospital which I loved I totally loved but still this nursing thing never went away I stayed in admin for a number of years. I actually, I stayed in admin until I had my first daughter in 1987. And then I took a couple of years off with maternity leave before I went back part-time in a shop. But then it was always admin because that was my fallback. That's what I knew. That was my safety net. 
there was always this spiritual side there, but I didn't have, I didn't really have time to, because by that time I'd had three children and we all know how much time children take up. So the spiritual side was there, but I never really tapped into it because I didn't have the time. I really didn't have the time. So I continued in admin until, um, when was it, 2010. I was working at Portsmouth University as a PA to one of the pro vice chancellors there. One of the most boring jobs I have ever had in my life. I absolutely hated <laughs> it. We bought a puppy about a year before and I just longed to be at home with the dog. And I loved the time when I when I was at home with the children. I was lucky enough to um, not have to work for the first seven years of their lives. And I loved being at home. I love the freedom. I'm a number five in, in numerology. So it's all about freedom, all about travel. And I really just wanted to be at home. So this dog came along, not by chance, that was another story. And I started to look at about how I could leave corporate world because I'd had enough, basically. I felt like a little mole. You woke up at six o'clock in the morning, you did your chores, took the dog out in the dark, cycled to work in the dark, went to work, all the daylight hours are spent in the winter, obviously, at work. And then you cycled home in the dark and started it all again like being on hamster wheel. So I longed for this freedom. And because he came along as a little trigger, I'm pointing at him because he's down there, but he came along as a little trigger. And I found a way of coming out of the corporate world. I was looking for other jobs and it was in the 2010, there wasn't a lot going on anywhere else. Everywhere else I could think about moving to, they were letting staff go. So it wasn't a option. So Working where I worked, they were all about the pro vice chancellor that I worked for was all about entrepreneurialism and startups and all that. And it was all obviously I was thinking it was sinking in. And I kept thinking, what can I do that I know that can go and work for myself? It frightened me. Obviously, it did because it's a big leap. But I thought I can be a freelance PA. So I went out into business some of the clients who came my way were really woo, woo woo, really. One was very scientifically woo, and it was all over my head. I didn't understand a word she was saying. It frightened me in a way because she made it sound so complicated. I think so. She could charge a lot of money for her courses. <laughs> then I met somebody else who was still totally the other way, and I was like, she's not even on this planet. She's like floating around all over the place. But then I found a woman who came into my life, and she was grounded like me, totally grounded. And she, I said something to her, and she said, have you ever worked with your angels? And I said, no. I thought, I said, I've heard about angels, but I've never, didn't even think about you could work with them. And she said, join my course. So I joined her course and that literally changed everything for me. I learned so much and it opened everything up. It opened all the doorways up. It gave me that thirst for it. And I wanted to keep on learning and taking more information in and going on that journey. So and it, can I ask, did you have, when she mentioned about this course about angels, were you already aware of your, I guess, capabilities or, or ways that you could read people? Was, no. No. Wow. Not okay. Not at all. And um, that was obviously meant to, a lot of things in our lives, synchronicities are meant to happen. And this was totally meant to happen because once I started working with them, then I kept getting the messages through about you need to do this and you need to do that and everybody then I realized who's coming into my life is coming in for a reason and some of the some of the um things that happened to me were absolutely mind-blowing and it really did take me off the journey of the freelance PA I was doing really well actually I was I got a really good business it was very profitable but I was working all the hours God sent again so I still hadn't got my freedom because I was working for other people still in fact I think it was harder because you just put all the hours in and didn't have any time off. So anyway, I then went down this route and then it, things happened and I grew and I grew and they pushed me and they pushed me and they kept saying, right, do this now and do some angel card readings and charge this for them. And that was that was £10 at the time I was charging. I nearly, oh, I don't think I can do that, but I did. And I just grew from there, really. So you're not doing any PA work now no, no. and you are solely working with your intuitive readings and helping people and I guess guiding people and going back to what you said at the beginning that you wanted to be a nurse. I guess it's all about healing, isn't it? And, and helping people to heal with the gifts that you've been 
given. And I feel that we're all given different types of gifts. And as amazing it was, it would be for all of us to be connected in the way that you are. I believe that, you know, some people are more so or can lean into it more, but we're all given different types of gifts to be able to help other people heal. It's just whether we, we choose to use them. At the beginning, when it first kind of started and you started becoming more aware of what you were capable of, how did that feel being, you know, coming from where you were in your world? I'm wondering if you knew other people in your family or your community that were doing things like this. How did it feel? Did it, were you terrified? Yeah, yeah, terrified. And I did have to let go of some friends, which was, and I know a lot of people who go down this route have to. A lot of people who become, become aware have to because not everybody's on our path. Not everybody understands it. That's a hard thing. And thankfully, the family, apart from my ex-husband, but never mind, that doesn't matter. But thankfully, the family accepted it. And because I've gone down this route, the most incredible thing is both of my daughters are on their own journey. One's a yoga teacher and breathwork teacher and Reiki healer, and the other's a shaman. So they've, but because of the route I went down, it's opened them up for their route as well. It's just been incredible. But wow. yeah. First, so you've unlocked something within your family yeah yeah definitely and at first though it was um it was fascinating I just want as I said earlier on I just wanted to learn more and more and more and more and more it was just amazing the things that happened and then things started to fall into place of circumstances that have happened years before I then knew why that had happened and um but I couldn't stop growing I couldn't stop doing it even though at that time, I was the odd one out. Nobody really understood what I was talking about. The kids then weren't on the journey with me then. But um, it was quite a lonely time when you first come out of the, of the spiritual closet because not everybody gets it. And as I say, I had to let go of some friendships, which, which was heartbreaking. Um, I let go of my marriage, which actually was a blessing. Um, but he wasn't with me on this. And it was really hard. I had to make that decision. But intuition kicked in and told me what to do and since then I've just grown since then I've just grown and it's been a lot easier and now I embrace it more because I know as you say I'm a healer I know what I'm here to do now I know how I can help people I see it in people every day when I read for them or I'm doing healing with them and I'm totally on my path but yeah it could it was a bit icky at times I've got to be honest about it it wasn't all plain sailing yeah if someone's listening right now and they believe that they have you know they could be in their 40s and they are they feel that they've got more to give but they're not sure what it is you kind of get to this age and I know for me definitely you know you kind of think oh we should have had it sorted by now I should have had my life figured out by now or what my purpose is or what I'm here to do and then to get into like your midlife and have this huge change and this, like you say, you know, it's second or third chapter. Did you have inclinations as you were getting, you know, you were getting older that there was something bigger out there for you? Or was this literally sort of sprung on you? Like, because sometimes we do feel that we're not living our purpose. We're not living this fulfillment. How did that feel for you? And I guess, how does it feel now that you feel like you're living a more purposeful life? Yeah, well, I tend to have little, I had blips in my 30s, that's for sure. In my in mid-34, I made a huge decision then. Me and my first husband split up because things weren't working right. That was a massive decision. And I was probably one of the first of my group of friends that that happened to. And most later, most of them had done the same thing. I think in the mid-30s, we got, women go through this this evolution somehow especially those who've had children I feel we've got this we know we've got to do something different we 30s to me is a really powerful time I knew I was here to do something different I just didn't know what it was I couldn't settle if I had a job it was every two and a half years I had to move out of that job into something else and it was I only went to admin because it was admin that I knew you know I, I didn't go into I could have gone into nursing later on in life but I chose not to it was because I knew that's what I should be doing. I knew I had to keep moving, but I didn't know what I was moving to. And because I didn't know what I know now, I didn't even know I could go and find a reader who could tell me. I did have a reading once, and hmm. she did tell me, you will have a massive change. Your career will change. Um, but she didn't tell me what it was going to change to. <laughs> if she had, it might have been a bit easier. Right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> 
I went into business on my own at 49, which then was a big thing. You know, that's to me, I was really old at 49. I'm 60 now, but at 49, I felt really old. And um, I went into business then, which I thought was a huge step. And then that was that's what kickstarted everything. But I feel actually I love being a crone. I'm going to call myself a crone now because I actually I've done the mother stuff. I'm now a crone and I actually love being this age because you can get away with things at this age. You can basically say things and get away with it. (laughs) Dear old love, bless her heart. (laughs) It's amazing. And I think you've got the wisdom. You've got you've got that wisdom now, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. And you're not afraid to bring it through. Yeah. And I think a lot of young people have got the wisdom, but they don't they look at themselves being so young and they're thinking, how can I possibly think this? How can I possibly who will listen to me at this age? Whereas now I'm older, I'm seen as the crone and I people like listening to it. They like getting the the information from me and they, somehow they take it from me because I'm older. Does that make sense? It's almost like I'm they feel more yeah. comfortable. Yeah, I definitely get that. You touched on intuition. And I'd love to talk about this a little bit more because as women, we do have, we use this word intuition a lot, maybe not from sort of like a spiritual way, but more just like, you know, we have these gut feelings about people or circumstances, or especially with our children, we just have gut feelings if there's something not right with them or they're not feeling well. But you go into, I would say, intuition deeper. And I wondered as women and we have all this stuff going on with our wombs and we are like these incredible beings that birth other people sometimes I feel like we don't step into our power as women and all these things that have been gifted to us that historically from biblical days that we've been given these gifts and I think as the the years have gone by and, and western life has taken over and all the external materialistic things of it been the norm that our intuition has taken a back seat. And for me, I this is something I want to explore more. Like I want to be able to know when I'm making a decision and it's coming from the right place. And I and I really struggle with this and my self-doubt comes in a huge amount and I battle, well, is this the right decision? Is this not? And I try and sit there in meditation and I try not to go for external validation and and go out externally. I, I really want to learn how to make a decision and be happy with it, knowing that this is intuitively what has been given to me. How can we lean into that more when we have so much distraction and other things going on in? Is there any practical tips that you can give? Is there anything that you can help other women who I'm, I can only imagine must feel in a similar way that we want to use these gifts that we've been given? Yeah. And how can we do that? Well, we make it complicated for ourselves. That's for certain. Your intuition is such a powerful tool. Everybody's got it. We've all got it. It's like a survival thing that we've got. It's like a little GPS survival internal system that we've got. We've all got it there. Okay. Every single one of us has got it. Now we might feel it in different places. Some people might feel it in their heart. Some people might feel it in their gut. We call it a gut reaction don't we you might feel it in your womb as a woman we carry a lot I should say we carry a lot of wisdom in our womb but we don't our intuition isn't in our head it's not there and our head is the one that talks out of everything so if you think about if your intuition so your heart or your gut people say go with your heart and actually that's the right thing to go with because in your heart center is your soul that's where your soul is located now we've all got a soul we're a soul I'm not going to be too woo-woo with it about this, but we're a soul in a physical body. Our soul comes back time and time again, and we choose which body we want to be in for this life journey. So when we're trying to protect ourselves, we either put our hands over our heart or our hands over our, our, our solar plexus naturally, or we recover that energy center or could we cross our arms. So it's it's located in this area because we're trying to protect it. So you need to find out where your intuitive hits come from, and everybody will It'll be in this area somewhere. So get used to finding out where your intuitive hits come from. And it's a knowing. It's an inner knowing. So it's a thing that kicks in when something's going on for you. Your intuition will kick in straight away. This is what you need to do. But your head will then try and talk you out of it because your head's your personality and it will try and keep you safe. So your head's the one that's trying to, no, no, you can't do that. 
principle because if you do that what might happen you know you could lose your job you could not have any money you could you could live on your own for the rest of your life but your heart's telling you you need to do this the first feeling you get is your intuition seconds before your fear kicks in and the fear is your head trying to keep you small does that make sense your intuition if it's something your intuition won't go away it'll keep on knock 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 until you get it so what you need to do is listen to that first message that comes in now your first message that comes in it might be it is your intuition but it might be quite a big thing it's asking you to do and so quite often we're we're more than happy to go to our head and our head says no 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 you mustn't do that because you think oh thank goodness for that my head's telling me not to do it I can't possibly, but your intuition will keep on knocking because that's what you're meant to be doing. Does that make sense when I say it like that? And your intuition also, one of the things you can do before you go to bed, try and clear your head of everything that's going on from everything that's gone on for for you for the day. That's another important thing to do. And when you go to bed, just have a quick thought about something you're thinking about and go to sleep. And the first thing that usually comes in in the morning is the answer. The first thought you get Mm. is the answer. So go with that. And the more you trust it and the more you go with it, the easier it becomes to listen to it and action it. Does that make sense if I say it like that as well? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important because like once you've done it once and you realise it was the right outcome, you can be like, oh, okay, so I can trust this. I can trust this strange feeling that's telling me to do something that potentially is not what I thought was my path. And I'm just going to go with it because like you say, you're like, we're so used to just going to this sort of cerebral part in our brain and overthinking. And I know I am guilty of this, of thinking, oh, okay, actually I can fix this and I can change that, come up with solutions. And, but actually that gut feeling still keeps coming back to say certain things. It just feels like such a shame that we only get this when we get older. And how magical would it be if we were kids teenagers that we were taught to listen to this more don't you think this is our job to do that to encourage our children to do that yeah this podcast is is one of those reasons why I do have these conversations because the more people learn and understand from people like you they can then go tell tell their kids oh I listened to this amazing woman and she told me about this Something for me that I always notice, I always get on my arms, like the hairs stand up on uh, on my arms or I get a a shiver when someone says something or does something that really resonates or some, you know, and I'll be like, oh, okay, because I've had no control over that. That is literally like the hair on my arms that just stands up. So then I kind of use that as like a little bit of a sign or say something happens, like I'll listen to an amazing podcast or I'll read something, you know, a snippet in a book. And it resonates so much in my heart that I want to cry. I'd be like, okay, something's happened there. But I feel like I have tuned into that more maybe over time, that that I have tried to become more aware of that because it is very easy to dismiss our intuition if it's not convenient. Yeah. We get things that we like, you might get an inspiration to start a new hobby or meet someone new and it's not convenient in your life right now to do that so we bat it away and and push it but like you said it will just keep coming back with these nudges do you notice this a lot with clients that sometimes they have to hit you full pelt to be able to to listen yeah Yeah. Yeah, totally totally if we're on a journey well we are we're all on a journey if there's a special time for you that you you're not aware of yet and something big happens that's often the turning point they had to get you on that path they had to get you to recognize that that's what you were supposed to be doing so something big would happen to so you have no choice so your intuition and your guidance will get you there but we do put ourselves through the mill a lot don't we really by totally ignoring what's going (laughs) on you know how many more times is Belle do we have to tell you not to do that and oh god she's done it look she's done it she signed it oh here we go we've got to start clearing this mess up now because (laughs) I didn't listen you know or I heard it and I didn't action it because it was too embarrassing at the time or it would have caused trauma with somebody else and instead of just doing it I went years spending years picking up pieces that I didn't really need to have to even have gone down that part of the journey 
is that's like going down a dead end. You'll come back, but did you really need to go down that dead end? No, you could have just carried on your journey if you'd listened to your intuition and told and done what you were supposed to have done at the time. So you will get back on track, but your body is trying to save you. Your soul is trying to save you that heartache or that time is spent going down a dead end for a while. Does that make sense? Your body. I think what yeah. we need to do as well. Oh, God, yeah. Women, listen to our bodies. What is our body trying to tell us? What is our body? I'm only going off track a little bit with the intuition, but it's the same sort of thing, really. Like you say, you listen to your body when your hairs on your arms are sticking up or you've got a shiver. You know that's the truth. You know that now. When we're not connected, or when we're busy, and I know as a lot of you listen to mums, but we if you listen, take some time to listen to your body. Take some time to just to feel into what's going on with your body. Where is there an ache and pain? Why ask your body, why is that hurt? Why are you hurting there? Talk to your body. What do you want from me? If you've got something going on with your tummy, or you you know, you've got, I don't know, IBS or something like that going on, hands on your tummy where it's going and ask your tummy why what can I do to help? And then listen to what it has to say to you. And it doesn't come as a word, it doesn't always come as a yeah. word in your ears. It comes as a thought in your head, or it comes like you get it, a clairsentient. So you pick up on your body tells you and just trust your inner knowing. Trust it and listen to it. Because yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, I feel that because I, I work with tapping and very much we work with the feeling in the body as well. Um, I've now definitely become more aware. So if I have a pain in my shoulder or an ache in my back, it won't be like, have I pulled it? Did I lift something heavy? I'll know that it will be stress related. I'll know that it's to do with a decision that I need to make or um, something I need to say no to or something that I need to release. I have become definitely more aware of what my body is trying to tell us. But I know for a fact that for years and years and years, you know, I ignored certain things in my body. And I know a lot of, lot of people do that they don't make that connection between emotions and experiences and, and what they're feeling in their body. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's like a whole, a whole I know, it's a whole nice conversation. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review or a rating to help us reach even more ambitious mums and get the content out there. Thanks so much. What I wanted to ask you was, is is more about like the guidance, mm-hmm. because I know that you now have opened up these channels and you have amazing angelic guidance. And I've witnessed it because it's incredible to hear that you can literally have a conversation with your angels this is for me personally fascinating. And I think it's an interesting conversation to have because I think the more we normalize this, that there is other things potentially out there guiding us and we have got access to that. How can, starting from a very baseline of someone that has no idea what's going on, how can we connect to this assistance and this guidance, this angelic protective mechanism, whatever you want to call it, how can we get a little bit closer to that and know that we have, I kind of see it as like we have these bodyguards around us that we're either choosing to invest in or we are just, no, 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 I don't need any any form of protection. And I now realise that I lean into guidance a lot more and I find that really comforting and actually quite reassuring. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I can. I'd love to. So we all have our own guardian angel, our own particular guardian angel. So there's guardian angels and angels and archangels. Everybody can access archangels, but I'm going to talk about guardian angels because I've also got something I can share with you. Now we're on this topic, I've got something you can share with your listeners as well. So we all have our own guardian angel and this guardian angel is purely for us. And they're with us through every single lifetime. If anybody, if everybody believes in that, Every lifetime we have our own guardian angel, the same one is with us. So he's like your best friend, knows everything about you, the good and the not so good, but loves you unconditionally anyway, knows you're on this human experience and is with you, whether you know it or not, you've got a guardian angel nearby. Now, this guardian angel can only help you if you ask for help. 
The only time it can't help, the only time it steps in to help is if you're just about to get yourself killed and it's not the it's not that time for you to pass yet. That's when you hear these about these miraculous escapes from cars that have turned over and mangled and they've come out totally fine. That will be your angel rescuing you because it's not your time to pass. But your angels are here to help you. They're here to help guide you through this life. They won't do it for you. Okay, they won't. If anything's coming up for you, like your intuition, go back to intuition. Your intuition is telling you something. Your guardian angel say, yep, that's what you've got to do. Can you do it for me? Nope, but I can guide you. I can help you. And that to me has been, when I learned how to work with my angels, that has been the biggest gift I have ever been given. Because every time I've, I've listened to my intuition and it's got me in a, some, I've had to do something that's been really scary I know I've got my team, I've got a huge team of spirit because I've got um, people who've passed over as well. So that's spirit guides, loved ones. But your angel is, your angel, my angel has always been with me, guiding me, helping me, giving me information. And ask if I ask for help, they send in help to me. They send in synchronicities, they send in opportunities. People come along, you know, if, if I'm always asking for help. If I get lost on a car, I love to wander around in nature. And if I get lost somewhere, I don't know where I'm going. Angels, please, can you help me? And within a matter of minutes, out of somewhere, out of nowhere, somebody's come. Somebody's come walking along the path and I'll say, can you tell me where I am? Absolutely. That's the way you need to go. Thank you, angels. So little things like that. And the parking angel, those of you who are in, always rushing around, trying to find a car parking <laughs> yes. space, ask the parking angel, ask your guardian angel, angel, please, can you help me to find a space? Oh, look, there's space in a crowded car park. They are there to help us navigate this life, to navigate this. It's a difficult life we've, we've chosen to come down onto, especially at the moment with everything going on. But they're there to help us. We just need to ask. And, and trust that it, even if you, it, this is again like using a muscle. So if you first start asking them, so start with a car parking thing, if, that's, if you never worked with them before, because you'll start to see the miracles happen. And then just ask them, Little things to help you. Getting the lid off a jar. You know, if you can't get the lid off a jar, angels, please, can you help me? There it is, comes off. They don't take it off for you, but the next time you try, you'll ease it off, yeah? <laughs> Lots of things like that. And yeah. that's a great way of getting used to working with them. And then when more difficult things come in, you know they're there. There's different ways you will hear. There's different ways you will feel. So Kate's already said that you're, clair- I feel you're clairsentient because you get these feelings, I'm what you call clairaudience, so I get messages in my head. They don't come in my ears. They come into my head as thoughts. That's the talking. Sometimes it feels like you're talking to yourself, but you're not. You're talking to your guides. Some people clairvoyant, so they see it. So I'm pointing my middle eye here on my forehead. But you you might see lights. You might see twinkling lights around you. You might say, for example, when you're washing up or you're cutting vegetables up and you're doing a mechanical thing that you don't really need to think about, you might notice that there's something, you feel like something behind you or there's little lights at the corner of your eyes. It's your angel. It's your angel by your side. Just say hello. Just say hello, angel. You're there then. It's as simple as that. But if you need help, you need to just ask them. It can only help you if you ask. You know, it's funny because like the ego mind kicks in and says, this is ridiculous. I mean, this is all nonsense. And it's so easy to kind of go there. But I've experienced things now and and I feel a lot more connected to this side. And and knowing that there is that option, like funnily enough, the practicality side of of, of asking for help. So so many times I've lost things and I'll be like, please help me find my phone. Please help me find my headphones, my car keys. Please help me. I always, you know, say a little prayer before we go on an aeroplane and ask for, you know, a safe journey. Things like that, that I've just got used to that are just part and parcel, whether or not I didn't know who I was speaking to, but I'm sort of asking for some greater um, guidance. So it just seems to be part and parcel of my existence maybe I just now I understand there's who I'm talking to a little bit more but I've taught my daughter both my younger daughters now actually to ask for guidance to ask to make a little prayer before they go to bed or make sure that she sort of suffers from anxiety my six-year-old a little bit so I say well just you know just speak to whoever you want to speak to and ask them to protect you or ask them to look after you or look after the family and that helps with that 
comfort and that reassurance and like you said this this life that we're living right now isn't really not easy like I feel from the beginning of social media to all the technology yes it's brought incredible things like the fact that we're able to talk now on a video and do a podcast together but there's lots of other negative things that we're dealing with and obviously this year has been very very difficult to the point where why shouldn't we lean in for for help? Why why should we feel like we're we're doing something a bit weird and a bit wacky? And and I believe that the more we normalise it with these kind of conversations, where you're very grounded, you're not kind of sitting cross legged in a hut with you know all sorts of beads, you know, you know all the whatever, however you want to imagine it to be. It just it feels like religion is not a mainstay of our society anymore. People don't have places to go to feel connected to something bigger than them. So why can't we maybe intrinsically find ways to have this guidance? Um, I feel quite passionate about that, actually. I feel that the more we we make this more practical and accessible, um, fun, it doesn't have to be scary. It can just be something that we can, you know, try out a little bit, you know, especially with the parking business. <laughs> my, my sister, actually, which is my stepsister, but she told me years ago, she told me, she go, I've got a parking angel. And um, she just says every time she goes, she goes, I just asked my parking angel. <laughs> it works, honestly. So it, like it you does say, work. It it fun. And little thing, I always remember years ago, this is a really funny story. I was in the middle of the new forest with my daughter and um, it was really wet and muddy and I got my Wellingtons on and I stood in this muddy, in this mud and my foot sank right down into this mud and I couldn't get my wellies out. I couldn't get my feet out. I got one foot out and one foot was still in. So I've pulled my foot out of the welly and left the welly in the mud. And we could not get this Wellington out. We tr- I tried, cat tried, we tried <laughs> digging it out. I was hopping around on one foot. And I was going, angels, please. And in the end, I went, angels, please, can you help me? Because I cannot hop or I cannot walk with one welly on, one welly off, all the way back to the car. So please, can you help us? So I heard, just give it one more go. I said, cat, can you just give it one more go? And it went, and it came out. <laughs> it just came out like a knife out of butter. It was absolutely incredible. She went, oh, my God. <laughs> it's just lit. And it makes it fun. It doesn't have to be serious. Like you just said, make it fun. And children, actually, those of you who've got young children, well, when you send them off to school and you're worried about them, just say, angels, can you look after them for me? You know, get them getting used to their angels. They're so used to their angels anyway. When they're born, they're wide open. They see spirit. They see energy. They're wide open to it. It's those of us who are not so wide open who help them to close down because they, those of you who are listening, you might even see some of your children just sitting up a corner sometimes talking to, you can't see what they're talking to, but they're having a really long conversation with somebody because they see, they see spirit at that age. We close down. We've all seen what it. What age is it? I think if we haven't got okay. anybody supporting us at seven, I think we start to close down then, maybe a bit later on. Some people can stay open a little longer, but and then you get to secondary school, and I think people at secondary school who are highly intuitive, highly sensitive children find it incredibly difficult, incredibly, incredibly difficult at secondary school. So especially those who are empaths and picking up on the energy and everything. But again, that's another story we could perhaps go into at some other stage, Kate, because that's, to me, that is such an important, having your, being there for your children, not closing them down. And what I mean by that was, I did this when my kids were little. I remember as a seven-year-old being in my bedroom and seeing spirit in my bedroom and saying, Daddy, there's a man in my room. He's, no, he's not. Don't. And I remember the moment I closed it down and that actually, that spirit that I saw in my bedroom is one of my spirit guys who I found out in 2013 and I found out who he was. But that spirit guy used to look after me. And when I told my dad, there's a soldier in my room. No, no, there's not. And he, and because he, he couldn't see it, it, it doesn't make sense. So we, I then went, okay, I'm imagining it then. Oh, maybe, yeah, there's, I can see there's a shadow, it's a curtain. And I remember the time it happened. But I also did this with my children because I wasn't aware then you know, I closed right down. And when my children were ill, and quite often if they've got a temperature, they seem to see things more. I don't know whether everybody else has found that with their kids. But my, I used to think they were hallucinating. Mum, mum, is that? They used to point to the corner of the room. I'm going, no, there's nothing there. Honestly, there's nothing there. 
it's no, 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 honestly, there's nothing there. And in the end, they stopped believing. But there was. There's people, in, you know, there was spirit in their room trying to help them. Oh, well, their imagination is so rife, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But they're open. At that age that you kind of, it's easy to dismiss. Yeah, nothing's closed as well. And when they want to talk to you about things as well, when some of them are coming, maybe they're having nightmares and they and they, it sounds so real for them. Ask them, ask them what they're feeling, ask them what they're seeing, ask them lots of questions about what's going on for them, because for them, it is totally real. And sometimes it could be that they're having a past life, a recognition of a past life, because I used to have them as well. And now I know what I was seeing, because I've been shown it, but then it could be quite frightening. And you felt like you're having a nightmare. So when they're coming in, and they, they just cannot be consoled, Ask them, ask them questions about what they're seeing, what they're dressed like, who's around them, because it could be some experience that they're just revisiting in a dream. I've I've had a lot of people who've got children at certain ages and they've gone through that. And then you're not dismissing what they're telling you. You're listening to them. You're understanding it. It might be a bit freaky for you. You might be a little bit, I don't quite know what's going on here, but listen to them, ask them lots of questions and they'll soon calm down. And then I would, if you, if I was you, write it down in a journal somewhere so you've recorded what they, what they went through. Does that make sense? Because it's so real to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I get that. Definitely. I think this has been so helpful and so insightful. And I hope that this might have sparked something in, you know, whoever's listening right now, just to kind of maybe give it a little bit more airtime in in their life. And especially I think when you're going through a tough time, when there's transition, when you're at a crossroads and, and there is a feeling of like, potentially not being in control of your life and and not but not actually knowing where to go and what to do and feeling like that something's not quite right but you're not sure what the next step is I would say that maybe it's worth just going going there and just asking for the guidance asking to be shown asking to be supported like you say they can't do anything for you but once you have you're opened yourself up to receive the support and the guidance um interesting things do happen and I I think I've experienced that myself that once I started opening up a little bit more and and I think being open to new opportunities and 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 I think you said to me when we spoke last time that they come in human experiences so it's not going to be like a a Moses being spoken to God type thing receiving the Ten Commandments (laughs) it's going to be someone that you bump into it's going to be a podcast or a book that someone recommends it could be a chance meeting with someone on the street. And this is where I found it, that my little, it's almost like um, breadcrumbs that you just keep following. Yeah. But yeah. being a little bit aware of it, would you, yeah. would you agree with that? Absolutely. And they, they will show you signs. They will show you different ways to, um, they know who you are. Remember this. He's been with you. Your guardian angel has been with you so many times so many lifetimes he knows you this lifetime knows you inside out and they he will know or she will know exactly how to give you the information it's just you recognizing it and it could be the words of a song it could be a song comes on the radio the words in the song come up for you it could be you like you say you open a book and there's words that almost jump out at you on out of the page and you think okay i've got that now billboards you could see with messages on there you might be thinking about something I wonder what I should do then you look up and there's a billboard and the answer's there names of streets yeah. I've had that names of streets you know I've, I've heard the name I've heard somebody mention a place I've heard somebody else mention the same place I've looked and I've been going up a road and there's the same name written on a, a, a signpost I'm going okay I've got it that's where I need to go so it will show you visually lots of signs um you'll have thoughts in your heads as well don't dismiss them um and one of the other ways that came up to me when you were speaking Kate another way if you're if you're not sure about all of this and you will get used to it if you want to go down that path you'll find your own way of getting the messages um just get a piece of paper and a pen give yourself plenty of time don't you are not we're not going to be disturbed try and relax okay that's the most important thing and then just say what do I need to know? 
just put it out there. You don't, you don't even need to know who you're asking. What do I need to know? And you take the pencil and the pen and you just write. And you write on this piece of paper everything that wants to come through. First time, the first word can be quite hard to get out there. And sometimes it might be, dearest child, don't worry about the language. Just write what needs to start writing. It could just be your name. Put your name down and just let it flow. And you just don't think about how you're spelling things. Don't look at your writing. Don't think about, I need to Gram, you know, the grammar's incorrect. It does not matter. Write, 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 write until you can't write anymore. And then read back at what you've got because there'll be messages there for you as well. And I used to find if I couldn't sleep at night, if I was going through a lot of stuff in my life and I couldn't sleep at night, I used to come downstairs, make myself a cup of tea, piece of toast and go, what do I need to know? And I used to write everything out that came through didn't even read it then. I parked it till the following morning and went back to bed and could sleep. And then the next morning read it and it was all there for me. And that's called automatic writing. So that's a really good way of getting, if you're not sure. Yeah. I've experienced that. I've done that before. And I found it very, very helpful because I was blocking certain things that I needed to, to know or certain things I didn't want to admit and through the writing, it was there. It just came to me um, with work, things that I think I thought I should be doing, things that I should be offering and being and realising that actually that's not exactly what I want to be doing. Um, so if you are, I would definitely agree with you, Isabel, just start writing and see what happens. It's really therapeutic. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we've got all this inner wisdom, but we just conditioned to block it away and, and just do the do the right thing or just keep saying yes or, or just do the thing that everyone else is doing um, because that's the easiest way. Actually, we can't understand why we're feeling so much resistance. And then the, I think the automatic writing definitely kind of relieves that a little bit. And then you're able to pick a few little nuggets from what you've written and go, okay, so maybe this is what I need to do. So it actually, it's it's it can save you, you know, so many different things, like going down wrong paths by just tuning in a little bit. Um, I think what you've offered today, Isabel, is so is so valuable, and I'm excited to get this episode out there because I feel that this world that we're in, we we're leaning more and more towards this type of learning maybe it's just me but I just feel that there is this thirst for it that we are wanting more spirituality um, in our lives and greater meaning and especially like you know going back to the pandemic that so many people became more philosophical about life because of it so I feel that this is possibly just the tip of the iceberg and I hope that people get in touch with you. And so can you tell people how you work, how they can find you and, and what you're offering at the moment? Yep. So I've got, I'm going to give you a free, what I'm going to do is give you a free um, audio to connect with your guardian angel if you wish that. So I'll give Kate the link to give out for that. I've also done a free um little audio about tuning in with your intuition and tuning into your soul and talking about your soul and your head and how they work together and also showing you another tip of how to test what you're getting through is right that's called the soul test so I've done a little video for that so you've got a link to give them for that as well and um yeah in my in my business I'm working on writing a book at the moment I'm still procrastinating slightly on that one um but I do offer readings as well so you can go to my website www.isabelgatherer.com and if you wanted to book a reading with me we can what we tend to do is look at your life path and where you're going rather than where you've been where you are now and where you're going and the, the spiritual guidance um session so we talk about all manner of things that are relative to you um, you can bring questions or I yeah. deliver. And I know that you, you've you had people that come to you about work and finances and you're actually, you know, help people with their businesses as well, don't you? So if this isn't just kind of, you know, woo-woo, airy-fairy stuff. You, you can help direct people um, to take the right path in, in their careers. And, and I think that's quite exciting that there are other options out there yeah. that 
especially if we just need a little bit of a push yeah totally and I work with a lot of business owners like you say and it's like having that it's almost like they've got another board member there or they've got a secret board member because quite (laughs) often they come to me with questions you know I got my regular clients could come back who are running businesses and they'll have questions about their businesses about their team about what should they do when should they next launch all these things and the guides send information through for that as well so I absolutely love working with people like that mainly people who are on a mission mainly people are on their own life path life purpose got a big purpose they know they've got a purpose but they may not be sure what it is yet um the guides will help help get that information out and and that's me tuning into the team of guides i've got around me who are always there and, I, and they they basically give me the information and i just deliver it a bit like a, a transistor radio really that's how the readings work but yeah it's uh, you i mean oh, i could talk well to you hours i'm about sure what's going on at the moment but yeah <laughs> Oh, it's been really good, Kate. I'm sure that people are definitely going to be interested. And thank you so much for those recordings as well. Make sure they're all on the um, the show notes. I'm going to be taking a listen because they sound brilliant. And those, those are just great resources. So again, thank you so much. And I'm sure we will be speaking very soon. Thank you, Kate. Thanks so much. So that's this week's episode done. I really hope you've enjoyed it and it's helped you in some small way. I listen to loads of podcasts and I've learned so much along my journey and now know I'm a real auditory learner. And if you're the same and you're often inspired by listening to thought-provoking conversations, please don't underestimate the power in sharing it to ensure other people can also be inspired. Not only does this help your friends, but it also lets the host know how beneficial the episode has been to them. It's such a quick thing to recommend a podcast on your social media, but it means the world to us and helps more like-minded people join in the conversation. So simply screenshot your phone and share the image of this podcast by text or on your social media to someone you think who needs to hear it. And the power of a recommendation really does work and creates a ripple effect for all those involved. Also, I've got a Facebook group called the Ambitious Mums Wellbeing and Lifestyle Chat. And my aim is to create a safe space to discuss any of the topics that have been mentioned in the episodes moving forwards. I'd really love to see you there. Thank you so much for listening and see you back here for the next episode.